I just want to be 100% sure. Your yeah. character's name on the show was Lydia, right? Yes. Okay, just want to. Okay. <laughs> Episode 73, What's Wrong with Orny Adams? I have my first guest from the show I was on, Teen Wolf, <laughs> Holland, who plays Lydia. I am shocked. Show. I'm your first? You're the first. What does that say about us, Orny? You're the second person I asked. No. I got shut down by one. You can guess who shut me down, but I got- Jeff Davis. I'm not going to- No, Jeff says he's coming on. He'll come on. He'll come on. He wants to come on. He wants to- You know what? I really want- Ian? No, Ian's now excited to come on. Tyler? Maybe. Oh. Maybe. If it was- Is is it an H or a P? Oh, I think Hecklin would come on. Dude, you should ask P again. Oh, really? 100%. Okay. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, the thing is that like, I don't know, some people, they worry about overexposing themselves. That's the other thing. Don't say anything. I have to edit. Okay. I don't, do not have the budget to have the, the audio editor over and over and over edit. So, uh. I'll be very pro quo. You're going to love this. So I'm not even kidding. I know nothing about this show. Nothing. Oh, Teen Wolf. I was like, your podcast or Teen Wolf? I know nothing about this podcast. (laughs) I know. I actually, I actually know nothing, but I know so little. Do you remember that? That gift. I'm not even making this up. The Did you get a gift from Paramount Plus? It's probably in the form of a backpack with like a signature on it. How many backpacks <laughs> did they send us? How much? Let me tell you something. I'm looking at the camera. The producers every year, like if we were sponsored by Nike or uh, Nike or the, the next year Nike. were Adidas, <laughs> Nike, or then Under Armour, they would contact them and say, hey, could you send 200 free backpacks? <laughs> and that became the cast gift. I just want to know who in the PR lineup of Hollywood like made that a thing because it's usually I have gotten many uh, a, a carriers over mm-hmm. my over my yeah. time. Yeah, um, shoulder bags. I have satchels, a, a, backpacks. I have a million jackets. <laughs> you know, jackets. first of all, I stole. I stole. Wait, wait, let's get all into this. I've got to play yeah. the theme, yeah. so this is official. But I'm not making this up. We got a gift from Paramount Plus that looked like a suitcase, but it wasn't, and it was filled with wine. It's a drone bag. What is a drone bag? Could- I think that's what that was for the movie. The, the like plasticky gray thing, the thick plastic. That was one of the nicest bags. No, we no, received. no, no, no. I'm talking about. Did you get a box that had wine in it that had like um, playing cards? Yes. Okay, and yes. and there was so- I'm wearing the socks. I actually like the socks. They have on the bottom. It says Those Paramount so- yes! Plus, but it's like traction. And then here it says showing this. They're actually the really cute. They're really cute. Yeah. It says it says Beacon Hills. Know, yeah, Beacon yeah. Hills. But that, yeah, you know that's that's my universe lacrosse. It's like, but okay. So in the package, yeah, I'm not even making this up. There is this. Okay, it's a bracelet that says Loki, right? Mm-hmm. So I went on an earlier podcast and announced that um, I will give this to a fan. Okay. That's I, a better idea. But I thought Loki was a, like a character, like the Banshees. Like I thought Loki was something that was involved with the show. That is just LA woo woo. <laughs> so this isn't just, so Loki, I went on because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't read the scripts. I've never read this. I, 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 does Jeff know all this? He does. But here's the truth. Here's the truth. He, he thinks it's an act. He thinks you really read them. He thinks I really read the scripts, but I don't. Episode 73, What's Wrong with Orny Adams? Uh, my guest today, Holland wrote, I don't pronounce your last name, Roden? Roden. Roden. Yeah. This is a like theme. Roden without a T. I love it. It's very French. It's very French. We're going to ease into this. We've got, we've got so much to talk about with the uh, gifts and everything. If you want to contact me, the email is what's wrong 
at orneyadams.com. You can watch the video on YouTube. Initially, it's up on Patreon. Do you do Patreon? No, but I know about Patreon. Have you done Cameo? No, but I know about Cameo. Good for you not doing Cameo. I did not do Cameo. I did it because I had the guy up here that started Cameo. lovely. I think his name is Sam. I don't know. I had a guy named Martin, some British guy, con me into it. Oh, maybe it's Martin. Maybe it's Martin. But, yeah. So, uh, I do all that stuff. I I really don't... They're They're nice messages, though. It's not like I would... I'm not opposed to doing it. It just hasn't been something that's like in my regular repertoire i find it a little bit like we're too accessible it's a little strange but at the same time like i think that's this day and age it's social media right yeah well listen here's the deal the theme the theme will play out what let's get back to these gifts yeah why do we have so many backpacks that say teen wolf it is so bizarre so uh my best friend's husband has a granola bar company yeah and they kind of sold out to this like bigger wigger company yeah and they're basically like an employee now of a subsidiary of this bigger company. And the company started sending press um, boxes of the granola bars. And we have um, a real hatred for these boxes because we think it's the biggest waste of money. And I want to go on a global Mm -hmm. tour to studios and say, stop with the, the, the crinkled little papers that are zigzagged that are, you know, like confetti and stop with the backpacks. Like we don't need them. It is a, Curse to climate change. I totally <laughs> forgot about the what did you call it? It was like a gray backpack that they or a bag that yeah, they the sent. Yeah, the drone us. bag. Drone I think, bag. I think. Is that part of the well, show? It could go like horizontal or it could go shoulder. Yeah. It was a it was a flex hybrid bag. But I, this is something to do with the show or No. No. They okay. just the, these tours of these studio these I don't know who came up with like in the PR department was like backpacks. And that's all it's been for ten years. It's like, just give us a hug. Just yeah. give us another job. How about this? <laughs> How about this? So on this one, which arrived with the wine in the socks, yep, yep. in a in a wine playing cards, yeah, a wine opener, like a bottle top for the wine, okay, candies that were in there. There's a candy, and this this is when it got so absurd. There was Teen Wolf packaging tape. Oh jeez, it was yeah. packaged with tape. Teen, and I looked at this and I said, uh, "How about paying us more?" They they kept like every time we negotiate, there's no money, but there's enough money for Teen Wolf packaging tape. Yeah, which... I, I have a real issue with it. I think that there needs to be an overhaul in the Hollywood gift basket department. Yeah, it's not okay. Yeah, I'm not okay with it. What's the best <laughs> gift you ever got? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. I I'm not really a gift giver or receiver, especially receiver. So I would mm. say I got some boot warmers once that were amazing. Wow. Um, that that I can go skiing with. But otherwise, it would be like a trip or, you know, just like a hangout. I'm, I'm more the experience yeah. know, generation. It is cool to get gifts, though. Like you're, I, you're a gifter. I can I, tell. I don't get... No, I like to receive. You like to receive the gifts. No, like I should have brought... Like after... I was just in Sarasota, Florida doing shows. And thank you, Sarasota. Sold out all four shows. Oh, that's great. To the point where... This is something new for me. There were no single seats left for some shows. Meaning like if there were three at a table, somebody bought the single. And there were like groups of four came in, couldn't sit together, and they bought individual tickets around the theater. I go, this is really cool. And then people bring gifts. I encourage gifts. And I'm, I'm going to show- the shows. Oh, they show up with Mezcal. So do you bring an extra suitcase? Yes. No, no. I sell merchandise after the show. I have t-shirts. And then you'll replace the eggs. I see. So as Mm -hmm. I sell stuff, then I go shopping to the stores. I buy jackets. I buy like that. You are hilarious. Yeah. And then, so this trip, bottle of Mezcal. They bring uh, peanut M&Ms for the people that don't uh, have a big budget. Uh, Somebody brought 
artisan mezcal glasses. Like these really cool glasses I can't wait to try. Another person brought a tumbler. They make shirts for me. They have hats for me. I, so you it, love that stuff. Oh, I encourage it. You're hilarious. I, I, I can't. I, I'm that person that wants like a 60 capsule, you know, personal item list in my life. Like I want to be, I'm not a minimalist, but my goal is to be a minimalist. Yeah. Because I get really stressed with like stuff in the space. Like, do you not get stressed? Well, I'll, I'll show you the inside of my place. It's okay. Really, I'm very excited for clean. your tour. Yeah. It's so, beautiful. By the way, you. your your trailer that you live in is gorgeous. <laughs> he, guys. I've done very a, well. There's a house behind here. I've done very well. <laughs> the uh, six seasons. We're, what I love about you is you were there day, we were there day one. Yes. Shooting Teen Wolf. Do you remember the first joke you ever told me? No. I don't want to I'm going to repeat this. Can I tell like the little behind the scenes tidbit today? Yeah, please. So he's coming on the Teen Wolf podcast later. Yes. And I'm going to redo that joke. Okay. But I'm, but this is going to be fun on your podcast. We're going to yeah. get the natural reaction. Okay. Your first joke. Is this to me, inappropriate? Am I going to get canceled? Because no, this no. is this was ten years ago, and you could say different things. I don't. I don't think you're going to get canceled. Okay. We'll, we'll see. Okay. Uh, this is a safe space. This is Zorny yeah. fans. Yeah. Is he was like, good thing you look good in green, and I was like, what? And he's like, because you're going to be a Starbucks barista with the with their panya, and that was what you said. <laughs> yeah, you said yeah. Uh, th- this was like the end of the pilot. You're. I was like, okay, okay, yeah. Well, I never thought this thing was going to get a picked up. B. I thought it was like uh, we're just shooting a, like a little sizzle reel. And it we was like a were. major production. And um, yeah, I and I, I had an arrogance because I, I never auditioned. I just... I was going to say, you, like Jeff just, just knew your work, right? This is how dumb these agents are, okay? Let me tell you something. I got a call from my agent. They said, there's a guy named Jeff Davis. He created Criminal Minds on CBS. And he wants you to put, it, put you in this show called Teen Wolf on MTV. So I said, send me the script. So this is the old... They used to deliver before PDF. And they, they delivered it back then? They delivered it. 2009 or 10, yeah. I was I was a big client. I was making them a lot of money. So okay. yeah, I got it. It got delivered. And I went to I went to Starbucks down the street and I read the script. And I've got to be honest. You were watching the Green Barista Aprons while you were reading yes. this. This is where this Yes, happened. see? I see it. I had it in mind. Yeah. Can I tell you the I'm best gonna... interaction at the, the pilot? Crystal, Crystal was, yo, this is so, if you know Crystal, this is so Crystal. She was working out in the, remember we were staying in this horrible Art hotel. War. The art more. Okay, the art more. Yeah. Where if we all, if the call time was six thirty a.m., that meant everybody was taking a shower at the exact same time, and there was no water. There was no hot water. I forgot it, about that. Yeah, but we took over that hotel. We did, and you knew everybody in the hotel was part of this production. I think. Yeah, for the most part, it was it was like a boutique hotel. Yeah. So Crystal is uh, in the gym working out, and she's uh, got a script. I think I had the script too, and. I said, hey, how you doing? She's going, you know, uh, she goes, I'm here um, shooting a TV show. I go, really? What? Yeah, this uh, for MTV. It's a remake of Team. I go, oh, that sounds fascinating. <laughs> I go, really? I go, is it a big part? What do you? And we talked for like 10 minutes and no. I said, it was nice to meet you. And then the next day when I walked up, remember we all took this van over yep. together. Yep. All the principals at the, uh, and mm-hmm. the actors. And she looked at me and she goes, son of a bitch. Like she, <laughs> but how could she? It's so crystal. So Chris, like I, I love her. She's always really prepared. But I didn't know that y'all met that way. Yes, that's how we met. Oh, that's funny. And she'll confirm that. That's funny. She will confirm that. But I didn't think this. So my agent, and let this be a lesson to the young people that want to get into acting, mm-hmm. um, sent me the script, and I read it. Did you like the pilot? I did. Yeah, I thought there was a certain cadence to Jeff's writing that I felt was really catchy. And then when I we were on the pilot 
presentation that like most of the pilot was shot in uh, February 2010. It was like I saw the chemistry of mm-hmm. the cast. I was like, oh, maybe we have something. I don't know. I thought it was a great script. Yeah. I read very few scripts where I, I say I, I can see the story. Mm-hmm. And I loved, you know, season one was my favorite. Maybe season two because there was a lot of character development. There was like, I, I don't care about the, that's why I stopped reading the scripts because there's the supernatural so, stuff. The action. There's too much. When I see paragraph after paragraph and, and Jeff thinks he's Shakespeare. Sorry, Jeff. Just write, uh, uh, coach walks in the room. The coach eloquently it's uh, in their blood they're writers that's how they see the world yeah so uh yeah i I get it i just can't (laughs) i don't have the patience so but i did read the pilot and i called my agent i said i love it uh i'll take it and they go oh no no no. he's not offering you the part (gasps) no i said he said he called and wants me to play coach they go oh no no nobody just offers a part you have to audition i'll call the casting i said stop this is why reps get so frustrated with me I'm going to put your hands on the keyboard and type this. Orny loves the script. Orny will be in Atlanta next week to shoot the pilot. Thank you. Period. Sent it. And I was in Atlanta the next week shooting shooting the pilot. And was paid whatever I was paid. That's how I'm going to audition from now on. Well, he wanted me, but my agents would have had me audition for casting and casting would have said, no, we like this other guy better and I would have never gotten the part. I don't know. I think you had a very particular taste for coach. I always say when everyone's like, what, any part you could play, you know I say this, I, I say coach. I know. Because it's just funny. Why do you, why do you, why do you connect? And the, the, it's raining, by the way. If, if, the, Wait, technically you're in Los Angeles. Yeah, this is the only way this podcast could happen is when it's pouring rain, pitch dark it's the worst Gene Wolf said it yeah we're cursed we had some of the worst shoots ever well yeah I mean you know that like they actually were like when we moved to Los Angeles all the crew said it's us and True Blood that were the hardest shows to shoot yeah because we were all on nights almost almost always yeah and yeah it was really cold and really wet it was it was and you you didn't have to run naked through the woods only that couple times. No, I did. Well, in, in the script, I lost a testicle to exposure running naked through the world. I would have loved to have. At, at this point, like, I wish that they would write into the script, like, Coach gets a mohawk or something interesting. My my character, we don't know much about my character, do we? No, but at the same time, that show, the Supernatural shows have, like, four worlds going on at once. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's a whole underlayer that you know could be made into a spinoff that has everybody's backgrounds how about a coach spinoff well that they're they're it had to be coach too yeah i already coach yeah coach well team wolf coach coach (laughs) just finstock just a show called finstock Finstock. i'm surprised i even know my character's name to be honest like i'm surprised you know your last your last name as well well what's your first name bobby Bobby oh, Finstock, Coach Bobby, Bobby Finstock. That's right. But here's what happened. I didn't know your first name on the show. You knew my first name. I did not know your yeah, first yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. See, we don't even. Here's the other thing. I'm one horny shit. Now here I am. Yeah, no, I actually well, didn't know your first name. There's a lot going on in these scripts. One season, I showed up and I found out that the team's name was Cyclones. Like I don't think I forgot we, about that. I don't think we had a name, and then all of a sudden it's just Cyclones all I over forgot. the stadium. Yeah, you have way better memory than I do. I have a good memory, but yeah, I I don't. Yeah. I don't have any attention span for reading. What I do is now they send me the script. I search coach and I see how many, how many pages I'm on. And I write Jeff. I go, what's going on here? Coach needs. And then I, I give suggestions, which he, you know, sometimes makes it in. But for the most part, a lot of people think I improv a lot, but 
I, I, I wasn't. I, you didn't improv at all? I did, but I think seasons one, two, and three, like in season one, I showed up wearing a, a baseball glove coaching. That was, I brought that just to show how crazy yeah. and eccentric coach was. I go, I'm going to show up wearing a baseball glove and, and just, you know, the coach is crazy. And uh, th- by season three or four, you know, there were people on the set going, look down when you say this line, then look up, then move. 10 degrees this way, then... You'd never shot a show before. Or you had. I mean, you no. shot comedy specials, but not... not No. A, TV, a narrative show. I've never done anything since. This is all I've... You know... I'm a stand... What have you done? Oh. I'm so mostly, jealous of people. Mostly, uh... Oh, I could never be a comedian. Never in a million years. I don't know how y'all do it. I've recently gotten into comedy shows mm-hmm. like i like i'm an avid comedy goer now yeah what do you want well uh, stand-up so, shows stand-up shows so what got me into it was um oh gosh i i'm i need to be brushed up on my what's that guy's name anwar fatif fatigue oh yeah 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 he's yeah. It's on the daily show he's right? lovely he's lovely where are you seeing and, these shows well so what got me into it like ripped the band-aid for me was i went to the midnight showing at comedy cellar in new york oh. and i just <laughs> died oh, over cool. i have actually haven't had covid ever until i was like if i ever get it i want it to be worth it i was that person that wore a mask on the plane yeah. way past the due date because i just if yeah. i'm gonna get covid i it's it's got to be worth it right and so sure enough it's midnight all the stagnant air in that basement it was totally the like picking the singles kind of thing yeah, like yeah, packed yeah. house and i kept thinking like we were laughing so hard i was like a lot of stagnant air in here yeah two days later tested positive wow. so it was a hundred percent worth it wow thankfully you know thankfully with this strand i was fine but uh, th- I didn't realize that these like New York comics are just, just grungy, wild people. Yeah. And they were really fun. And mm. I had no idea that, like, that's when I think I caught a little bit of the bug. So you I know, did I used like to, four shows in the last two months. When I lived in New York, I did the comedy cellar every single night. Wow. I lived walking distance and I would, I'd, sometimes I'd start at the comedy cellar because I do two or three shows. Then I'd go up to Gotham, then I'd go to Stand Up New York and then the comic strip and yeah. maybe Caroline's. I'd come, I'd do this loop and I'd end. And uh, when I first started doing comedy there, they paid me in food. They paid wow. me in food. And and how long did you live in New York for? I lived in New York maybe four or five years and I still go back and do I'll say, do you just miss the like energy and the uh, almost like addiction of just. I'll tell you. And- I'll tell you what they don't do in, in New York. Yeah, it's there's a fanatic energy. They don't. They don't put shit on stage. Meaning, oh. we don't care what your credits are. Like, oh. you better be. Funny. We don't. Yeah. There was, there was a um, a larger gentleman, and he was talking about shitting on the subway, <laughs> and he's like, "And you don't even tell people when you see it. You just you just walk right past them and watch the doors close and then watch yeah. the reaction." He's like, "That's New York. Yeah. That's the tourist New York." Yeah, New York's great. Um, and so yeah, they were just there was it was real. They had some really funny, funny. There was one guy. Um, I think it was the same guy saying about a. Uh, he didn't know what um, gaslighting was. He's like a girl's gaslighting me, and he's uh, like, "I don't even know what that means." <laughs> I don't even know what it means. But I, I accused somebody of reverse gaslighting me last week. I just reverse. I said that's reverse gaslighting. Is that gas blowout? I don't know what it. I don't know what it. I actually the never lit. <laughs> I actually think gaslighting is a really imp- important uh, concept, and I think it really goes on, especially in our business. Like, think about yes. like how many times your reps make you feel horrible if you don't go out for so you don't take a job, or you know, uh, they really wanted somebody else, but I fought for you, and it's like bullshit. They really wanted me. So I, I think in our business in particular, we're. We are victims a lot of the time to gaslighting. Oh, I, I, 
go back to my first year of acting where it's like, if you can do anything else, go do that. Yeah. Go do that. The autonomy in acting is obviously zilch. Well, what? I don't even... This yeah. is what I love. I know nothing about you. I've <laughs> known you for 13... 14. 14, 14 years, yeah. six seasons, 100 episodes of Teen Wolf. I don't even know where you're from. Dallas, Texas. D- I would have never guessed out. Yeah. You're a Dallas Southern. girl. Yeah. Wow. Do you do a lot of shows in Dallas? I do. I play, I actually played your stadium where your football team plays. That's and, a nice stadium. Yeah, where Jerry Jones came in with uh, Hellcock. It was me. It was oh, yeah. it was a festival called Kaboo. And they had Sting and Kid Rock and and uh, who else was there? You had uh, good reps, Orny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was uh me. I did it I did my own show. Bob Saget did a show, the late oh. Bob Saget. And some other people, Fortune uh, Feemster, I think, was there. Oh, yeah. And so it was... Fortune and I are Instagram friends. She's great. She's lovely. I love uh, Jax, her wife. Yeah. 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 It's... Um, by the way, thanks for giving me shit for on the Teen Wolf uh, behind the scenes. I was going to say, there's a whole Orny show. What, 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 what did... I didn't... I tried to find those that, that footage for today, and I can't find it. I don't know where it is. Somebody posted me last night. Staring Colton's at- seen all of it and he thinks it's hilarious. He's like, Orny's my favorite part. Oh, wow. But, and, and he doesn't wake up till noon or I was like, okay, I got to call Colton. You know what's funny? I if you, if you would say to me, do you think Colton likes you? I'd say, no, I don't think he... I don't what? Think Why he- do you say that? I don't think I wear the right clothes. I think he'd he be upset at the shirt care. I'm wearing right now. Yes, he does. No, he really doesn't. Really? He is such a Kansas City boy. He's a weirdo. I didn't even know he was from Kansas. Technically, Kansas and uh, Texas, yeah. Nobody worked harder on a script than Colton. He used to take the scripts and he used to like have little uh, like earmarks, different colors, and he used to really? have notes. Yes. He was I don't very technical. That. Cause I, I think back in the day, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, if, if I was that good looking, I wouldn't work at all. He would remember his lines for the whole episode. I remember that. He would like learn all his lines at once. I yeah. loved working with him. I thought he was. He's he was, a funny guy. He's a funny guy. Yeah. And for him to be arrogant, and then I'm the one guy. Who I'm not a physical threat like a like a, a Loki or a Banshee, but you know I could yell at him. Yeah, that was yeah, the best yeah. part about coaches. He could yell at these little these people that had these superpowers, and I was unaware. Yeah, it is a really funny dynamic. It's like I was like Mr. Magoo. I thought they should do a whole episode where I'm like just walking by people tied up and and weird shit going on and just completely unaware or. I know and I don't care. You know who you're like? I just realized this. What movie was that? It's Ferris Bueller. It's the teacher in Ferris Bueller with the mustache. Bueller. Yeah. Bueller. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? And Bueller. he was like, I'm going to get Ferris Bueller. Yeah. That was, that was Finstock. Yeah. That was totally Finstock. I love this rain. This is crazy. <laughs> we have a white yeah, noise machine. Finstock was, was, was interesting. Who did you enjoy working with? I thought you were really funny. I thought... Um, I mean, Colton's one of my best friends, so I obviously love working with Colton. Ask him why he doesn't like me. Yeah. Should we, you should have him on and have a whole therapy session about it. I. Um, He's the most non-judgmental person you'll ever meet. Well, that's nice to know. Very, very, I, yeah. I guess I just never, you know, I feel like you guys all hung out. I didn't, I wasn't like hanging out with the cast. I thought, thought I would get I think Ian, Ian and JR, they're, I, I always, um, for a while I was getting Ian those like two old lady cards that like, mm-hmm. you know, are like whispering to each other yeah. and they're very sassy. Yeah. There's like, I used to get Ian, and I think maybe one year I got one for Jr. because I always think they're these like two old ladies just yeah. like gussied up together. I, when I flew in for the pilot, was seated next to Jr. Oh, and Jr. Unlike Crystal, figured it out. 
you know, he was in the next aisle. He's and- such a like charismatic, like he's he's just he knows. He's yeah. looking and he goes, mm. he's great. Yeah. And he I said I love uh, him. he gave me I'm not kidding, it might have been a DVD. This is how far back we're going, of a movie, an independent film that he had done, mm. and he's naked in half of it. Uh, yep, that's right. Sitting on the plane, like I got to keep angling my laptop. Because, you know, all of a sudden there's JR's ass hanging out. And a great what ass, by the is way. This? It's called JR's ass. It's called JR's it's ass. It's actually called JR's ass. And it's, he's, got a, he's got a great ass. He's, he's, he's a funny guy. I, I love, like, Ian and JR, I love them to death. They're just always up to no good, those two. And um, in, the, in the best way possible. Uh, I liked working with J- Ian. Ian, I liked working with the first season. He's a fantastic actor as well. Yeah, I, I felt uh, the guy who plays uh, Sheriff Stalinsky. Uh, bro, oh, Lyndon. Land- Lyndon, Ashby. That guy just really, he would sit there and he would watch me and he'd give me notes, not in a, like, in a, in a really nice, loving way. Yeah. Lyndon's great. Lyndon, I just interviewed Lyndon recently for the podcast. And he, he, like, surfs in Fiji every year. His wife's, like, you know. He used to come to my shows in Florida. Oh, so here's what happened. I, on the behind the scenes, we'll get back to that, we, we shot this whole, like, behind the scenes uh, of the shooting of Teen Wolf. Yep. And I... They asked me if it was like a family, and I said, "If you mean is Team Wolf a family in the sense that nobody here comes to my stand-up shows?" Yeah, we're 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 a big family, and that's then I, what you're doing. This is yeah. what you're getting at. I was like, "Excuse me." Yeah, uh, I went to the Ice House. Yeah, but and I, I think I went to the Comedy Store. I forgot that. Um, you know who's come the most to see me? Jeff. No. <gasps> Who? No. The, uh, Russell. Oh. Russell Russo. comes all the t- and just shows up. He's such a cutie, man. I, I love him. Yeah. He's, a, he's the best. Yep. He's the best. Yeah. It's really, you know, I found myself at the red carpet for this movie, and we're going to announce at the end whether there is a sequel or not, so stay tuned. We've come here to uh, announce it. I found myself emotional. At oh, really? The, yeah, the, I did. Oh. I felt, I felt. Why do you think it was? I, I. Are you proud of Teen Wolf? Or yes. You had fun on it? All the above? I think, I think. I think we have had an impact mm. and I find when I travel, which is every week, I find I get approached nonstop by people that are just a, every show is team Wolf fans. You think almost every show has team Wolf fans. That I, come I, to you. I, I think I can tell immediately if it's from my standup when it's my standup. It's like, Hey dude, you're funny. I, I love your stuff, you know, but teen wolf, they're just in awe. Like they're just sort of, they can't believe they grew up with it. Yeah. You know, it really touched a lot of people's lives and, I don't think we can ever forget that. But the love I felt at that premiere, and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact I was on the poster for the first time. <laughs> oh. oh, the poster. There are two of them. There's yeah. been yeah. 800 cast members that have cycled in and out. But you and I, we've been there since day one, and we're yeah. still there. You, me, and Posey. That's it. Wait a minute. That's it. Well, Lyndon and, and Melissa and right. JR. And Ian. All right, so there's. But I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think like, in the pilot though. Who was you were in the pilot? Right. Ian was not in the pilot. Oh, wait a minute. Jr. and Melissa. And what about uh, Sheriff Linden? And Linden was no. Yeah, yeah, Linden. And then I think of him as like Father Teen Wolf. There's like a million people that have come. There is. There's so many. And you know, how many do you think like listen to the podcast like of Teen Wolfers? Mine. Yeah, mostly just it's mostly probably Orny. Yes. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. mostly, I think they'll listen to this one. But, you know, when I'm interviewing like an FBI profiler, they're just not, 
Wait, you interview FBI profilers on your podcast? Yeah. You you go in a lot of different directions here. Yeah, I've got some really interesting guests. I also do uh, something called Guests Unknown where I'll interview people that might be like in the mafia or something and we don't ever say their name. Whoa. Yeah. How do you get that? I have so many questions. How do you find them? They find me. And they want to come on. Yeah, I, I find what happens is when I'm like when I was in New Orleans in November, you know, I was walking around this neighborhood and it looked like a nice neighborhood and I found a nice little uh, spot outside and and, uh, you know, I was looking at the menu and I asked these guys, I said, what, uh, you know, what, how's the food here? And they said, what are you doing in this neighborhood? I said, what do you mean? I said, uh, you shouldn't be in this neighborhood. I go, looks, I said, see the guy across the street on the bike the guys following you. This is what they do. They're going to, you know, he's going to corner you and mug you. In New Orleans? This is New Orleans. New Orleans can be a dangerous city. Right, so yeah. they said, sit down. We're going to buy you lunch. And they were uh, what I would describe as Creole Mafia. No. They were like, you know, they were connected. and That's uh, had to be the first time that's happened to you. No, it happens all the time. And these people come up, come out to my shows, say, you know. and uh, Do you have a mafia following? I, I don't know if I have a mafia. <laughs> I, I think here's the truth and why I started this podcast. I tend to get into conversations with people and they tell me things that they would never tell. In fact, a lot of the times when we're done recording, they'll tell me to delete something because people just open up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm not judgmental. Right. And no, I think every, everybody's got a story and I, I just, I'm intrigued by it. And I ended up spending the day with those guys in New Orleans and they, wow. you know, and I, they said, you know, you should know that most people like in the French Quarter have guns. And yeah. I said, do you have guns on you? And they said, yeah, we do. You'd never know that they had guns. That's, that's wild. Yeah. That is like the best ghost tour of all time. Yeah, I think you get the mafia t- tour of yeah. <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah, so I think people that want a real conversation, they'll listen to this. Like, there's no, there's no bullshit. Like, I'll if if I want to call out Teen Wolf, I'll call out Teen. I'll say things that yeah, aren't yeah. good for my. So not career. every episode is like a funny episode necessarily. It's like a story sometimes. No, some of them aren't funny at all. Some wow. of them are poignant. Some of them are talking about cancel culture. Some of mm-hmm, them are mm-hmm. specific to something I, I read. I did a whole one on sociopaths after I read a book called The Sociopath Next Door. So I like to get into people's heads. And the one with the FBI profiler, Jim Clemente, we were two people trying to break each other. It, it's like a chess match. And I think I broke him. This is what's happening in this episode. Yeah, we're getting... We're, we're going to break, yeah. Yeah, we're going to break first. Well, we're going to get to the Dallas. We're going to find out a little... I'm uh, not a fan of Dallas. I actually spoke to some of your childhood friends. Oh, did you? Which yes, ones? Yes, yes. Which ones? Karen. Yeah, I did. I spoke to Karen. I know a Karen. I know you know a Karen. <laughs> Told me a lot. This is like a psychic where you throw out a really common name. <laughs> and then it's like, did you speak to Karen? But Karen's part of my my LA crew. What? She's a, she, yeah. You don't have a Dallas accent. Not really. Not. But the first show I did was for HBO with Gary Cole and Leslie Jordan. Mm. And um, Mary Kay play, and Kathleen Lanaza, who's French Stewart's mm. wife at the time. And, um, and... I had booked it on tape and I'd been acting like two months out in Los Angeles. Um, and it was a long road to get into the business for me, but it was, uh, when I officially got in, I, I got very lucky and booked that show a is couple months Te- in. Is Teen Wolf the biggest project you've worked on? Well, the fancy one, fanciest one was probably this, this HBO one. And we did our six episodes. We premiered during the Sopranos finale wow. and I had gone on tape but it was about, it was called 12 Miles of Bad Road about this street called Northwest Highway mm. in Dallas, Texas. And I just sort of subconsciously went into Dallas mode. And then when I they booked me off of tape, they're like, your Dallas accent is impeccable. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, well, I'm from Dallas. 
And then I show up to wardrobe and I'm playing like the snooty girl that's wearing the exact same uniform that I wore at this all girls school for 13 years. Mm. Uh, wow. Or 11 years, five to 16. But it was just, they had changed the color. So I went all the way out to LA to then go back yeah. to the all girls school I went to, Shit. but on, in a narrative sense. Yeah. Um, and it was about like a, a fancy real estate family in Dallas, Texas. So you're a so. rich kid. I was like upper middle class. Huh. I grew up around a lot of privilege. What'd your parents do? My dad's a pediatric surgeon and does liver and kidney transplants. For kids? For kids. Why are kids, uh, are they drinking too much? A lot of these young yeah. kids, they're boozers and they're blowing out their kidneys early and then they've got to see your dad. Well, it's really the popcorn lung that these kids are really suffering right. from. Oh man. I That's real, started. huh? That's, That's from the, the vapes the and vapes, stuff like the that? The jewels, yeah. The jewels, yeah. yeah. Um, bad stuff. But uh, no, yeah, my dad my dad uh, did his residency out in Children's Hospital in here. So I lived in LA till I was four with my parents. Oh. And then my dad wanted to be, I think, like the hotshot LA doctor, but he came from nothing, did not have the money to do that. Huh. And so, um, yeah, my we they bought a house out in Northridge and like flipped it and doubled their money in like two years. Where the Team Wolf stages were at one point. Yep, yep, like five minutes from oh. from my parents' old house. And so this is weird. Yeah, and then um, my mom was from Anaheim initially, so she was like a California girl, and then moved to Texas later in her right. life. Right. And then I did the opposite. Born in Texas, came out here. But uh, but yeah, so that's that's what my mom was basically like. We're gonna go back to Dallas. It's cheaper there. And so they doubled their money on that house and he got done with residency and his fancy Beverly Hills doctor dreams were crushed and they went back to Dallas. Yeah. And and there was not a big pediatric department back then. Huh. So he's they're one of the more premier ones now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's and are you an only child. child? Oldest of four. What? Yeah. I'm the I know nothing about you. How come I'm, you don't bring these people never came to the set? My dad has not visited. He's visited LA once in 17 years. Do the years. people you date know that you have siblings? I feel like you're keeping this from everybody. I dated a guy for a year and a half and he never met my family. No. Do I know that guy? Yes. Yes. And so, yeah, it's weird that it's just, um, my family and I are close. It's not that we're not close. It's not, there's no bad blood, which I'm the oldest of four. I, they kick you out and I got three more left. And so what do they, what do those kids do? My brother's the real black sheep. He's a rock climber and he was a professional rock climber for, um, a number of years. Doesn't that scare you? Not real. I mean, he's like a, she was a Sherpa over in Western Europe. And nice. then um, he quit it all. Well, he broke his collarbone um, a few years in and then had to go to college pretty late mm. and then got recruited by the intelligence department. Ah. And so now he works um, as a private contractor for um, the CIA. Uh, which one is it? I don't know. NSA. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. And what are the other for a while? Though? Um, so yeah, brother ended up in Hawaii and then the other siblings are, my sister's very normal. Got married at 23, mm. goes to church twice a week. Wow. She's what? A, really? Religious family? Uh, no, but she is. Oh yeah, she is. And then she, um, went to Auburn, like very Southern. She is yeah. as Southern as Southern gets. Wow. She's a really sweet woman. And she's got a little boy, two years old and. Great husband. And yeah, they're just chilling out in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Isn't it weird? I have normal siblings too. And I have such normal siblings. Very bizarre. Well, my brother's not so normal. Um, I'm normal compared to him. But then my other brother, yeah, goes to UT, plays golf. I think they're happier than normal people. What, my siblings? Not your... I just think in general... I feel like my siblings are. They, they have 
normalcy. Like it's about I, family. I used to want to always do the weird thing. And now as I get older, all I want to do is just barbecue on the weekends. Yeah. Well, wait to <laughs> just give it 10 more years. I'll be just, bar- you'll be living up here away from ever. I don't need to see anybody. I got a fence around my place. You, need a, you know what you out. need? You need a pellet grill out here. You need to smoke some ribs. I got, I have a nice grill on the okay, other side. Okay. You haven't seen the full tour yeah, yet. I, I, you haven't I, been inside. You'll get inside okay. next. You'll see. You'll see. Um, Something you said made me think of something. Uh, you said uh, Dallas kids. Yep. I had it. In the rock middle- climber. Rock climbing. Yeah. Yeah. So on the next episode, on episode seventy four, yes. I was going to talk about this. This documentary called Torn. Ooh, Do you know this? No, but I almost know every single rock climbing documentary, so I'm very excited about. So this, this is. Is there a difference between people that climb mountains like Everest? Is that yeah. a rock climber? That's like a mountaineer. Okay, so this yeah. this guy really uh, was one of the top guys and he ended up marrying and having kids, but was very selfish and was just like neglected the kids. And he had this climbing buddy and they were, I think in the, the Himalayas or somewhere like that. And there was an avalanche in it and it killed him. He got killed and the friend went to pay respects to the wife and ends up marrying her. Wait, Conrad Anker. Yeah, is that who it is? Yeah. yeah and who's the other guy? Um... It's very bizarre. He passed away. Yeah. So Conrad and I have met once. Well, did he try and sleep with you too? This guy's no. a little bit of a whore. No. So th- it's a really crazy. Have you seen Maru? No. What's that? Maru's an incredible documentary that that chronicles that story. And oh gosh, what is his name? So the guy, it's it's sort of touching the because past. but Conrad's no. An amazing oh, I just guy. had it. It's like Ash. No, it's uh. Oh man, the poor guy. He said he said the day before he died that he really wanted to take his family to Disneyland. Mm. And so Conrad drove to the the family and said, "I'm taking you to Disneyland." Little did the kids know, he's trying to get with the wife. No, not at that point. They I think they came together. I mean, I don't know how they came together, but I would imagine through like the love of that missing yes. person. It's and a grieving. And, yes. But you know, they also had so much in common because the the wife was like a climber too. She was a uh, out, I don't know if she was a climber, but she was like an outdoorsy yes. girl. They were all like Colorado, Oregon type people. But how are you not yeah. afraid for your brother? I mean, it's just, it's to me, it's terrifying. It is terrifying. He's not doing like free solo. He's not doing big mountain skiing. He's mm-hmm. not doing mountaineering. So he, um, you know, can, there could still be like minor accidents that turn into major accidents. If the yeah. ro- if the rock falls, the big enough rock falls the wrong way, it can. It, well, it this was an avalanche. It got this guy. Yeah, the big mountain stuff is is really gnarly. Yeah, Maru's a great documentary to check out. Jimmy Chin, his stories in there. Um, Renan Ozturk is another climber. Oh, you really know this? Oh yeah, no. I I go to a, an outdoor. This is niche. An outdoor mountaineering film festival doc doc outdoor mountaineering. Uh, documentary and film what, what festival. Is this, every, what's it called? called Mountain Film in, in Telluride. It? It's a great, great community out there. Oh, cool. And I built a van in 2020 that I converted. And there's like a big van life community out there that stays See, at the festival. I know you're, you are a minimalist. You're into this. I love it. Yeah. I love to own nothing. That's yeah. my goal. <laughs> wow. It would be so fun. To, you know, Posey is an actual minimalist. He like he came to a, to Atlanta to film Team Wolf with just a backpack. Ironically, not one that Team Wolf gave him. <laughs> you got to see how much I travel with. I've got huge, like when I was in Sarasota. Doesn't that stress you out? So stressed out. But oh. I have so many outfits. I have such a fear of not having the right outfit at any moment. Like oh, I'm just. Nutty. I have so much. I'm, I'm, I love. If it does not, so all the clothes. You think Colton would, would respect me for this. He showed up. What was he, he wearing for that podcast. premiere? You guys will go real wild. You guys will go. Oh, he wore a whole getup for the premiere. What was he? Inspector uh, Gadget? What was yeah, it? Yeah, it was Inspector Gadget with the cape. I'm trying to remember. 
I should know the designer and I'm forgetting. Oh, he would kill me. Yeah, you guys all took it real seriously. And then, oh, yeah. then Lyndon just showed up. Oh, Lyndon doesn't give a shit. Like he just, yeah. No, I love Lyndon. Like if I could be Lyndon and just chilling with my pretty wife yeah. and my really successful, sweet, close family. Yeah. You know, he's like, his daughter's a 50 is too. He's a poultry scientist and a lawyer. Wow. Like, I mean, who, two actors raising a poultry scientist and a lawyer and they're all really tight knit. So, Lyndon and Susan, I love their life. saved my life. What, what do you mean? When we were in Atlanta shooting the film, we were driving to some bar for dinner after shooting in a car. No. Comes flying and it's spinning. I go, Lyndon, it's coming at us. And he, I don't know how he so fast went to the right, like almost off the street and then came back on. And then we were all just like shocked. That's wild. Yeah, he had amazing reflexes. That's wild, man. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. What? Uh, Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. Does it does it bother you that it defines so much of your life? No, I think, you know, you just gotta, this business is such a crapshoot. And I love that when people are like, I one of my pet peeves is when luck is not given enough credit. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean somebody didn't work hard. Everybody works hard. Right. Um, I think there's bad actors that make it. I think there's good actors that make it. And there's bad actors that don't make it. And there's yeah. good actors that don't make it. Yeah. There's there's the, all the combinations. So yeah. it's like, if you do make it, whether you're good or bad, it's like, there's a lot of, un, you know, people that maybe shouldn't have made it. But the people that, it's like, if you're talented and you made it, you're just, you're also lucky. And yeah. that's okay to admit. And I think I find that there's a lot of resistance to admitting that luck's a part of the equation. So I'm just mm. here to, you know, I'm happy I get to work and I would have that attitude no matter how up or down the scale um, I succeed. Yeah. And that's my, I have a very pragmatic. I, th- I think that's smart. That's a- smart. Opinion about it. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, do I wish I booked five other pilots that like I was, I really thought I was going to book in, since Teen Wolf wrapped. Absolutely. Like everybody has those stories mm. and you those are the darlings like you can't kill. Like they'll, they'll always get you. You see the posters around town. You're like, oh, that's why, you know. Yeah, that's why. I really love that show. Yeah, I, that's why. Uh, first of all, I thought, I thought this was going to be a pilot that never went to series. And I thought, doesn't matter. I shot a pilot. That's on my resume for life. I, I'm set. Meanwhile, I've gotten zero auditions from being on this show, uh, which I'm fine with. I do feel very lucky and very fortunate. I'm also very frustrated by the show. I, I wish mm. my part was, was bigger. bigger. I wish there was a storyline. I wish I've pitched it a million times. But at the same time, I'm smart enough to know that I am lucky to be on a show that went 100 episodes. Yeah, yeah. And I know to shut That's up. That's so rare. Rare. Yes. That's why when people left and I would say, why are you leaving? It's just not, it's ever teach their own and you know, everyone has their reasons. But like, I, it just wasn't my personal style because I liked going to work every day. Posey and I, as far as the series regulars, were the only two that stayed for a hundred episodes, and were I was you in a hundred. I was in ninety nine, and so because of my first season contract, uh, yeah, yeah, I was credited for a hundred, but I was in ninety nine, and I was still there because we, I think we were block shooting or something like yeah. that. But so I was oh, there for the hundred episodes. They don't let you leave. No. Hotel California. Yeah. Yeah. You can check yeah. Anytime you want. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But yeah, I, I would say like overall, I'm just really blessed that like this did happen to me. And if I was known for four shows, I would be so grateful for being known for those four shows. If right. I'm only known for Teen Wolf, great. I'm only known for Teen Wolf. And my thing comes at the end of the day of like job security. I just mm. want job security. Yeah. I want to have a good life. Um, 
I used to want to really chase particular work. And I just found that happiness doesn't follow that. Mm. And so our contentment doesn't follow that. And I'm like, nope, I'm here. I, I got in my van. I lived in my van full time for 13 months. It was 60 square feet. So a lot smaller than your house here at this trailer. Wow. And, um, and the amount of fun I had, there was like these van meetups, like 700 rigs in the desert. Are you alone? Yeah, I was alone. Yeah. Safe? Yeah. Oh, so safe. So safe. That's like the misnomer of, of the community is like relatively small. So everyone's pretty much connected. Mm. You meet somebody at the top of a mountain, which I, you do all the time. I was my first time in grizzly territory with Fifel, my little 15 pound dog. And there was this beautiful lake at the top of this mountain in Montana. And I would just gotten done with hanging out with people on this river for two months where we'd have like a different bonfire. You know, there's like six down the beach and right. we would set up bars and have different themes and um, you'd bar each other's motorbikes and kayaks and paddle boards and photography equipment. And it was just a free for all like midlife crises. Oh, it's, it's adult summer camp. It's totally adult summer camp. How long did you do this for? I did it for 13 months and I miss it. I miss it that I'm not full time anymore. So why don't you do that? I mean, cause I'm going to tell you something. Uh, Life short. <laughs> well, I, I say this all the time on the podcast. One of the only reasons, like I'm involved in something right now that we're trying to sell and yeah. I'm always involved in, you know, projects, but part of me just wants to sell it so I can tell people I sold it. Like, I don't need more. Knock on wood. I don't need, I don't need more. I sh- I'm very well, Maybe content. you want to tell yourself you sold it Well, more than anybody else. If I didn't like look around and say, wow, the, this person's now doing movies, this person's doing that, I, I would be very content. And I think that maybe for you, life is that. It's just Yeah, I, I'm about little... just hanging out. Yeah, I, I really want to hang out. That's my big goal. Are you a stoner? No, I'm really not. I just love like, I love skiing. I love sailing. Those are my two big reasons for the van. Mm-hmm. I love making a fire and just hanging out. That's my goal. And so watching dogs play. <laughs> you're sleeping in the van by yourself. Yeah, you sleep in the van. You don't yeah. worry like somebody's. Just, no, can... I mean it had. Yes, it can happen. It did not happen to me, but it's happened to my other friends. And but you know, even at the top of the mountain, everyone's in the van for a reason. Usually, have their their vehicles. And um, there was a sky and grizzly territory and. It turns out we have like 13 mutual friends and he's, he's, yeah. it's kind of high school when you're like, oh, he's got my same rig. He's got a 144 sprinter. He can't be that bad. And, um, but it's funny. Yeah. Like, everyone's very, especially the men are very protective, um, very courteous. But it's of the not women. the van people. It's the, it's the predators that are. But you're out in like random, absolute wilderness. Like you're in BLM land. You're in the middle of nowhere. What's BLM? Bureau of Land Management. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's also Black Lives Matter, but that's what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. I didn't glad we cleared that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, and you're cooking. Yeah, you have a two burner stove. You've got. Um, Where's the bathroom? I and some people don't have it. Some people have a shovel. I have a composting toilet. Okay, I love my composting toilet. And where's the shower? So some people don't have showers. I built mine with a shower. Oh. Um, and it has a recirculating plumbing system. No, so I go into recirc mode. Oh yeah, so oh. I could do a 20 minute hot shower because I had two heat yeah. um, exchanges and. Then go into regular mode and kind of because you get a little murky in the research mode you know, with the soap. Yeah. You go into clear mode, rinse off with the clean water and be done. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so right. it's recycling the water. Yeah. You go into research mode and recycle the water. So you could take like a 20 minute hot shower, but only use five gallons because you only have 34 gallons in the van. <laughs> so water conservation, I have 600 watts of solar. And so how often are you showering? When you're I would there? shower about every three to four days. Mm. Not your style. I could tell. Right no, now. I like, uh, you know, I'm ready for a sh- I shower before. I, I'm going to shower after this. I'm going to, no, but I'm really into water conservation. Well, That's yeah, my there you thing. go. 
That is serious. Is it really? Yeah, I get I get furious when I see people like w- with the faucet running oh, and yeah. brushing their oh, teeth. Oh yeah. Okay. No. So th- I, I take short showers. Okay. If you own a home, you see the water prices too. That that helps. That helps. But you know they're going to start um, recycling our toilet water in California. I didn't into know this. Tap water. What? When is that happening? Yeah. Toilet the tap. A couple toilet of years away. Tap. People are going to be talking about it. We're all talking about global warming. Where's that podcast? Yeah. Toilet to tap. Toilet to tap is my next. One. I don't want to. I didn't want to say something. That's what I'm trying to. That's farm sell to table right, now. right there. That's yeah. some hippie shit. Yeah. This guy was trying to explain it to me, and he <laughs> said, uh, "He goes, yeah, we can get out 100 percent of the impurities out of the water." And I'm I, sure they could. Yeah, but you, you know, know what they can't get out is the thought. <laughs> I was gonna say the thought that this was once in a toilet. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my main goal is like if I could somehow just like work half the year, be half the year on my own terms. My goal was to take it on a, it's like 2,500 bucks in 10 days on a ferry mm. where you could take the van from like Scandinavia to Morocco. So that was one of my goals. Are you dating somebody when you're doing this or is this, do you have to be single? Ideally, I would love to have like a partner in the van, but if you're not, no, you're just, you're just So what happens thing. if you fall in love with somebody and they're not a van life person? Well, here's my situation, Orny. <laughs> is that what we're in? That's a kind of what we're in. Yeah. 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 So you gotta, you know, it's a lot of, you gotta pick. You got to pick. It's hard, hard choices. In life. Can you convert yeah. like you convert you, the van? Can you convert? You try. Yeah. You know, you try. Because it feels like this is a big part of your life and in, in your yeah, happiness. I would say so. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a lot of freedom in that life. And mm. it's a lot of like the days move a lot slower in that life. And I like that because I don't like looking up and like, whoa, it's been 18 months. How is that possible? But you're not up on the mountain going, I have no Wi-Fi. What if my agents just got an offer? No, no, because you you get Wi-Fi pretty often, depending where you are in the world. You do, yeah, yeah, and you have you know you have like Starlink, you have all these different Wi-Fi boosters, so you get you get decent Wi-Fi. And do you still have that van? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Are your yeah. parents proud of you? Yes, I think so. My dad's very much about the bottom line. He's like, "How much money are you making? Yeah. Can you do this?" My mom, it does not matter. I could be. Elon Musk or the homeless person down the street, and it would not matter. Yeah, no, my mom, my mom's just chilling. Have they expressed to you? Because I'll, I'll say this. My parents were at my show in Sarasota at McCurdy's when it was wall to wall, and they're screaming. Like, oh, they're I, so happy. Yeah, because I've been doing this, you know, 30 you years. You have been hitting the pavement. Yeah. And I have dedication. In my special that was on Showtime several years ago has now gotten a lot of traction, a second life on YouTube, and people are coming out and they're. You know, they know me and my parents are going, this is remarkable. This is I've never and I really got the sense they're really sort of proud. And they also understood how much work goes into this life, which is important. So do you get tired of the travel? I hate it. No, you do. Oh, wait till I tell you what happened to my flight going in. I I thought we I thought we were in trouble. I thought we were in trouble. Yeah, I fly every week. It takes a lot to shake me. And we uh, I thought. We had a real malfunction with this plane, and I thought from they, L.A. a big plane. Yeah, uh, we connected in North oh, that's Carolina. Right. That makes, okay, so a smaller plane. Yeah, I, I I actually recorded the the pilots coming on and making the announcement. I'm going to play it on the next episode. Yeah, oh, you have to play that for me after we get off this. I'll tell you what happened. It's really freaky. I've got to like think about how to present it because if I don't think things through, it's like my presentation of the uh, torn documentary, which I don't know anyone's names. I'm like, God, Wait, the guy you, married you, somebody that... Are you they are they coming on your podcast? My parents? No, no? the torn doc. Well, I'd, love to, I'd love to have that guy on. I'd love to so talk to him. you're talking about the torn doc. That's I will talk about it, yes. Oh, very cool. But I'll take him on. I mean, you know... you got to watch Maru before you do 74. Because he's... That's a, where, where is Maru? Which, which, I think like Netflix or it, iTunes. Or Paramount Plus or... Paramount uh, Plus. <laughs> what, yeah. 
somehow we're on this this movie on Paramount Plus. It, I, I think it did well. Yeah, it did really well. I mean, Paramount Plus blew up overnight, it feels like. Yeah, I think we're the reason. No, Taylor Sheridan, I think, is ultimately the reason. Who's that? Yellowstone. Okay. Creator of Yellowstone. And that's the one Ian's on, right? Ian's on Yellowstone, So yes. I didn't even know Ian was still working. I thought this guy's <laughs> probably back to bartending. That's the truth. No. No knock on him or he's a great actor. No, he's but hit his stride, man. He's doing great. He's on like the number one show. It's great. Yeah. It's really great, but I don't follow anybody. Ian is a guy that knows how to have fun. That that boy is always golfing and yeah. skiing and living up life. Not I really me. admire him. Not, not you. Not no, you. I'm, I'm. You're in Sarasota in, going down. I'm in fear of, uh, yeah. If I'm not working all the time, I'm like, I'm not relevant. I'm not, you oh. know, work is. So, so do, you, do you enjoy the work then? Yeah, I think so. It defines You just me. don't like the, the travel. I hate the travel. That's quite the conflict. Yeah. Because you love the work, but you hate the travel as I a comedian. Hate, I love making money, but I hate. Like what you're supposed to do with the money afterwards, investing. I you need to hologram yourself into shows. Mm. So then you could get rid of the travel aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. Nothing brings me, like being on stage is amazing. And I don't feel that when I shoot something. I, I, I no. love it. But there's so a different. lot of sitting around. The co- comedian life and actor life, like I know they get kind of lumped in together because so many comedians go on to do shows, but it's a completely different career. Right. And people, I think, like overlook that. Like, what you do is f- so foreign to me. But Why? Ask me a question. I'll, I'll give you an answer. It's just, it is, it's a, I know it can be a very lucrative job. Um, it's obviously very tedious. Like, how, crowds make a big difference, obviously. Like, I, like in the shows I've gone to recently, like, this fucking crowd sucks. Like, they yeah. just hated the crowd. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, I, I, I was told this crowd's a tough one, you know. Yeah. Or the crowd's overly joyous Mm -hmm. like how how is your relationship like do you care if the crowd sucks is it egg you on more to like dig Uh, deeper i find like you give up you're like fuck these no i mean i find i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do okay and i find sometimes the crowds there's more resistance or they're not rolling and i have to think more where i'm gonna go next on stage like i'm really free up there where i'm gonna go it's a puzzle and it's also sort of like sometimes you're in front of audiences that may maybe have different beliefs than you oh that's so true they're maybe cheering for things that you're mocking and you're like wait a minute i'm making i'm making fun of this group of people and uh do you know z-way no no i do know that it's a a supermarket (laughs) she's a chick that that has a show that has a very interesting slant on the comedy that she makes fun of a lot of uh, tropes or beliefs or stereotypes about essentially white people. Um, and a, oh, she has a lot of fans everywhere, but, but the, you know, we laugh yeah. and we're being made fun of at the same time, but you should, it's we a shtick. Sh- yeah, we should great. laugh at all yeah. this stuff. The she's, world she's, is absurd. She does, yeah, she has a very highbrow version of it. And, oh, um, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, she's, she's, she's interesting. Yeah. What I think is interesting is that people think I'm like this edgy comic like you i'm thank god somebody's saying it i'm like i'm not even that edgy but i'm like i've become the pied piper for you know these really? people i think i guess according to the comments well, on who's youtube your biggest like demographic George carlin just uh, yeah my I just demographic saw george carlin it actually he's a demographic he re- but i thought he reminds you of a young you remind me of a young george carlin mm. but you're not as angry or as good nobody That's not true. nobody can top carlin i'm only as he wasn't my favorite that night but yeah i could tell well, you know he's dead now who was it that I was? Guy with like short hair to the shoulders. Oh, Mark Maron. Maybe it's Mark Maron. Yeah. Maybe it's Mark Maron. Um, Boy, if he knew that you just compared him to Carlin. 
Oh, it's going to tickle him. Mark I, Maron is funny, though. I did his podcast. Funny. That was he's an fun. interesting podcast. He's a, he's a smart guy. Yeah, he's, a, he's a smart. Yeah. It was uh, did a lot for me, so I, I, I appreciate it. Well, yeah, it. you can tell, you know, and I've, I I noticed going to the shows when, like, um, yeah, people have, like, this, this, this armor they can put on, and it's so professional and precise, and the way their delivery is. I'm so bad with names. What is this chick that I just saw recently that was lovely? I don't, I'm um, going to say this. I don't think you should ever blame the audience. And if, oh, if, if you want to hear someone else tell the story, I was on Whitney Cummings podcast okay. and she She's tells hilarious. a story about us in Montreal together. And we were doing a show, which Steve Martin was hosting oh. and she will, she'll tell the story about how she, everybody wasn't doing well. And then I did well. And she, she says that's the night she learned that there's no such thing as a bad audience. Mm. And I think to me, it's a challenge to make adjustments and if you yeah, see yeah. me live sometimes, sometimes I get up on stage and I, I, I just mumble and I, I look at my nose. I don't say anything for a few minutes and I let them think I don't know what I'm doing. And then boom, boom, boom. So it's all about making adjustments. So that's, that's what's fun. Whereas Teen Wolf, you show up and they're like, stand here, say it. Like sometimes they'll come on the set and go, start yelling. I go, no, I don't want to yell. Yell. Your coach, yell. Faster. Say the line faster. They loved me to yell. You yeah. had to yell. Yeah. Always had to yell. I have, here's, I haven't seen the movie yet. What? I you didn't seen... stay that night? No. On the red carpet to go no. see the premiere? No. Why? I had uh, a it's show. A... That's right. <laughs> I actually remember this now. You're I like, left. I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah, at Paramount. I didn't think I was even invited to the premiere. Oh. And so uh, they, they gave they gave us all a car, which was great. So I said, can the car take me? So it took me to the improv. I did a show with Adam Carolla. Oh, funny. Yeah. And then uh, went back the to the The OG party. podcaster. My God. I'm doing it again on Monday. That's great. Actually, by the time you hear this, I will have been at the Ice House, yep. which they just reopened Saturday night, and I'm doing Corolla's podcast, which will this will air probably the uh, the same day. Yeah, so you know the podcasting community. Ish, ish. I like I like Smartless. I like um, I like I like a lot of the crypto podcasts, like yeah. Pomp Podcast. I like a lot. Anthony Pomp, I think his name is. Um, I mean, Whitney Cummings is just hilarious, and yeah. she's you know you should see mastered. us together. Where there's a clip on the internet where. She left something on stage and I was going on after her and she hadn't returned my text messages and I, she came back to get it and I just started yelling at her to return my text <gasps> you messages. You got her. And then she got up on stage and we had this whole like 20 minute banter that was really funny. Yeah, Whitney's, uh, she's a dear friend and she's she's funny. What What is your podcast about? It's a Team Wolf rewatch podcast. So oh, sh- I watch, the, you don't have to watch it. Uh, and, and I, I take you through the episode, but then at the same time, it's like getting to know the the person behind the character. And my, my goal is to have, you know, directors on casting director, the executives, um, you know, makeup artists, special effects, just all different, you know, hundred over a hundred episodes. Just, uh, I, I have seen very few episodes. It's okay. We're going to take you through it. And I haven't seen the movie. I haven't. I don't read the scripts. I show up. Although I love it. I hope we do it. This will be the introduction Team Wolf podcast. Yeah. 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 I I mean, do you think we're going to do another movie? I have no idea. I'm just along for the ride. I I don't have any pretense or expectation of anything in my life. (laughs) If you were uh, up on the mountain in your van and you got a call that we're doing a sequel, would you do it? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I... um, you know, acting is my first and foremost like job and, yeah. and obligation and, and I, I fit I think as actors we're pretty lucky. Comics not so much. Like you guys stay busy, man. Yeah, we don't there's no there's no eighteen months in a van for comics. No. Your career's over. Correct. Like that's just nuts. That you, you guys just 
Like, why did, when you when you what do you do for your downtime? Like when is your downtime? There's no downtime. Do do? I'm buzzing constantly. So what do you do on the planes? Like, like, like buzz, buzz, buzzing. So you're riding on planes. Yeah, or I'm uh, like this. I'm I've just been on stage in front of you know a few thousand people. I'm you know there's a meet and greet afterwards, and there's people lined up, and they're buying merchandise, and they have stories, and they've seen me twenty times. And they do you show ever see yourself pictures. retiring? Yeah, I, during COVID, I wanted to retire. You know, I could retire if I wanted to. Yeah, I could retire. Um, but I love it so much. And I feel like I have at least one more hour to give. And, you know, you forget that like people come up to you that, you know, are battling cancer and they went through something and you, they connected or they listened to this, this podcast and they really don't, they send the most eloquent emails. I want to say this to all the people that have sent emails to what's wrong at ornyadams.com or through my website. I read all of them. Mm -hmm. And these are pages of emails. I just can't respond. And I feel funny just responding uh, Wanna, yeah, hey, got it. Love it. They, right. I don't want to be dismissive. Right, like, right, right. Do, do you feel a sense of obligation on social media to respond to every? No, I don't. <laughs> it's too much on social media. However, when we go to conventions, conventions, I think, are the closest we'll get to being able to like read a crowd, feel their yeah. energy. It's so different from country to country. Yeah. Um, it's hilarious to go from like Brazil to Germany because Germany just sits there stone faced and they're like, they think it's really funny. And you're like, no, they don't. And like, that's the German humor. And I, then you go to Brazil and it's like, they could be worshiping you, yet they hate you. Are they still doing those? Oh, yeah. 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 And so- that's the closest I think I've ever gotten to this idea of like a comedian's life mm. and and meeting fans one on one. But that's been the, absolutely the most impactful connection for me it was yeah. like sitting down with the meet and greets and getting to know why they love the show so much and what's going on in their life and what village they're from and yeah. what what do they do after school and who are their parents and what mm-hmm. do they have dogs and cats and just getting to know where. The, the the love for the show comes in. Do you feel it's exploitive? The conventions? Mm-hmm. For eight months, I would not go to them. And that's when I got all these DMs mm. on this on social media, on oh, some of those social media, on social media saying like, please, 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 please. And I said, oh, okay. Yeah, because I- Because I, I, you do make money at them. And then I realized people like meet their best friends right. that they had been online talking to for three years. Yeah, and then they stay in the same hotel room and then there's drama, there are fights. Not even they drama, but they, they, meet, they meet their best friends and like they, that's their reprieve and that's like, like I have a, I'm obsessed with YouTube. I love YouTube. I think mm. YouTube has, I, I love all the travel couples. I think that they built incredible businesses that a lot of them came from like a very blue collar background and within five years, they have a seven figure business. Right. I mean, I, I find it fascinating yeah. and that's what, how they feel for about Teen Wolf. And right. so it's like, I, I get the fangirl thing. Um, but and, to, to and charge admiration. that much to meet or charge, like I always say, come to one of my shows. I don't I'll- really know how much they charge. I know that sometimes it's been not that bad. And then yeah. I hear sometimes it's, it's worse. So it's yeah, the promoter yeah, yeah. charging the prices and, yeah. and, um, and, and yeah, so I, I bet, Oh, people like, they, yeah, it's their vacation. Right. It's how I get my van. That's what they do. And everyone's right. got their thing that makes them say like, I'm going to fuck off and, you know, mm-hmm. take work off for a week. And yeah. so that's that's um, a huge outlet for a lot of people. Mm. Yeah. Just like, you know, people might think my van's weird and it's like, oh, I love it. Yeah. And so it's the no, same I think thing. that's cool. Like well, I knew nothing about, I know nothing about you. It's like so strange. Like there, I have a million questions. Like I'd love to get into your psyche, but I feel yeah. like. I've got to get to know you first, <laughs> then break you down. I'm a very boring, very like matter of fact person. You're not this person. I've never met this person on the set. We this is the most we've ever talked. Yeah. Well, I, I would say Melissa Ponzio and Lyndon are also probably pretty pra- pragmatic people. 
but, JR and Ian, not so much. <laughs> but I talked to like Ian, uh, not uh, Ian. I used to talk to him more early on. But uh, Lyndon, I would talk on the set a lot. And oh, uh, Lyndon's in his own world, man. He is like a dad and a wife, and yeah. a dad and a husband, and he's just chilling, a surfer. Like he is in very much his own world. But he also sort of plays, you know, psychiatrist on the set to some of the people yeah. that might be like thinking of leaving the show, or the, like when the movie was coming together, there was a time where it wasn't going to come together, and right. Lyndon jumped in. And he did, uh, he did. He and I both did. Yeah, we, we, Lyndon and I had a conversation about that. He's. Um, I think he's in the same, or I should say I'm in the same boat he is. Like He's just really grateful. And he also did a lot right. He, he had a, an incredible, he has an incredible love story mm-hmm. over many decades. Mm-hmm. Um, he and was, his wife, that's another love story. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> there's Lyndon and he himself, you know, me, myself and I, and then there was Susan. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he got really lucky and he worked really hard to create his own very safe, beautiful world. Yeah. And so- I think when it comes to the business, he's just has gratitude. And when he sees people that don't or are mm-hmm. struggling to find that gratitude, yeah, yeah. he's a really solid reminder of like, you don't know where Lyndon's had so many almost truly movie star moments, mm-hmm. but he's been a very successful work, very lucrative working actor. I mean, he's yeah. had a great career. So has Susan. They're my he- heroes. I've said, if you can be a working actor in this business, right. raise kids, yeah. have a fun I life, agree. have a good retirement. They have all those. Like he, he sat down and gave me a ton of financial advice. Wow. He's a great guy. Yeah, he really yeah. is. Yeah. Why did they kill Derek in the movie? Oh, we're giving that. We're giving that away. You well, yeah. I know that because on social media, people are very upset at Jeff for killing. Why did they kill Derek? I, I think there's Derek. a lot of moving parts to it. I think that, you know, first of all, t- Tyler, we were lucky, really lucky to get Tyler to do the movie. Mm-hmm. To, he was available, but he was barely available because of, uh, of the show he was shooting of mm-hmm. Superman. And so, and then they made him work fifteen days. Not <laughs> even though I think it was like eight. <coughs> I think it was very cool of him to come back and yeah, do that. Yeah, I mean he he wasn't there for a lot of days. Like mm. he was in out in out. And yeah. so, um, you know, I think that was what was in the cards for him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I love that. Unfortunately, like we, you know, we only have so much power. Even Jeff only has so much power. Well, I want to. I want to schedule. say this in Jeff's defense, okay? Because a lot of people, like maybe the agreement with Tyler, I don't know this, was I will come back, but I want to end my character and yeah. I want to. I want to be done. So there's no speculation, and that's it. Yeah, and, yeah. We don't know. There's a million moving parts between a, the studio, the creator, the actor, the scheduling. It's it's there's right. a lot. You like know? when Crystal was killed, I believe I may be wrong. I think she wanted to leave the show. She seemed to want to explore their options, yeah. So, but you're angry at Jeff. And the other thing is, when some people didn't come back to this movie, there's more to it. Like, a lot of people jump on Jeff's back. Right, right. And they give him a lot of shit. And, um, you know, he's... Well, I'll just say this. No one no one made a lot of money for that movie. It was not about salaries and who was getting paid more or less. And everybody probably had a grievance on the on the professional side right. of Teen Wolf, the movie. Um, I think that's probably pretty accurate that ev- almost everyone and that's okay. You know, you can then still go to work and be really grateful for the opportunity and get to see all your friends again. And I loved working for the bosses that I worked for. And so people that chose not to come on the team of the movie, like if it was for that reason, I, I wish they would have known everybody else's story because they they were in I the think they were boat. pretty open with what people were getting paid. It was sort of yeah. tiered, and, and yeah. I got it, and I get it. And, uh, you know, this has never been the biggest revenue source for me, but no. I've been hugely grateful. But I want to have Jeff on because Jeff gets attacked yes, all the does. time. Yes, he does, and he deserves, you know, he deserves better. And, and also, like, to the actors that left the shows, it's like, you know, 
teach their own and you gotta you gotta let people live and you can't you know just because like i think back in the day i like doubt nabby and there was a character that got killed off and you're like well yeah that's a person and he's gonna go do other things you know you can't be wrapped up in you know yeah. they can't live their life for other people and by the way they may come back crystal yeah. died she came back she came so back. you know yeah. there's it isn't forever but like i i just think that like the, here's the thing i i love the fans they're but amazing. they come up to me and they really want to know why I hate Greenberg. And they, uh, they, they don't understand. I'm not coach. I'm Orny Adams yeah. walking through the they airport. Really intense, but they yeah. really, really get into this world. And God bless them. It's great. I love it. But you have to understand that these these are humans outside yeah. of. Well, and some people get it. And then, you know, bless their hearts. There's the sweethearts that are so diehard. They just don't. And usually they're younger or, you know, you, and, but that was part of my job at meet and greets is like, I would sit down with people and go, well, you know, and I don't know if, you know, kind of ripping the curtain back with the wizard was a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm like, I will tell you how it is. Which, which is what, where, where were you doing this? I, just at conventions and yeah. meet and greets all over the oh, world. Oh, and some people got in trouble at the meet and greets for saying things. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. In I'm fact, sure. I know for a fact, if other actors said they didn't read the script or watch the show, they get in trouble. But coach can get away. It's interesting what who can get away oh, with know. what. I know. We're going to wrap it up shortly. Holland Roden, am I saying it right? Yes. Plays Lydia. Am I saying, did I get that right? You got that part. Do you know my last name? Uh, my oh, wait a minute. Name? On the show. Yeah. Lydia. Trivia, trivia. Lydia. I mean, why would Lydia have a last name? There's only one Lydia in Beacon Hills. Lydia, wait, don't say it. What? I'll pick it up in the next podcast. Well, wait a minute. Are you Lydia? It's not Stalinsky. It's not. Uh... It might be Stalinsky now that they were together after the movie. You know, in the movie. I, don't tell me that. Don't. I didn't know this. Yeah, they were together. What Lydia? What does it begin with? M. Murkowski. Yes. Lydia with an M. I'm going to tell you next podcast. You but wait a minute. Why would I know this? It just says Lydia in the script. Was it, is this like deep into the. Uh, I don't know. You just might know it. Just from like passing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Eh. Well, what what's, and by the way, thank you to all the subscribers, all the Patreon people, the people watching this on YouTube, the emails, what's wrong at orneyadams.com. Thank you to Ernesto Hurtado that he's the one who takes this and like polishes up the, the audio and Aww. stuff like that. And, and if, do, you don't want people to contact you. Do you, do you have a website? Do you, you want people to listen to your podcast? I have a YouTube channel yeah, with what? my van build called Holland Days, like holidays, but Holland, I that. A-Y-S, Holland I, that, Days. That's, fa- I, I, that's fascinating. I, yeah. I can't promise I'm going to go look at it. But... You definitely should not go look at it because that is not your jam, Orny. <laughs> what, what drives you, like what's wrong with Holland? What drives you nuts? What drives me nuts? So much drives me nuts. Um, Posey keeps posting on social media and I, I agree with him when the light turns green if we could all somehow in unison press the pedal, it's like one, mm. two, and it's so yeah. slow to get out of the gate. Right. That annoys me. Well, everyone's on their phones. Um, if the front car's on their phone, everybody's screwed. I like therapy. Are and you in therapy? Of course. I think everybody should be in therapy. Really? That's a big, like, controversial asterisk. But what yeah. do you love about therapy? I think that the world would be a better place if there was not as much rage. Mm-hmm. And if there was in a way to, so like I say that there's anger yeah. and then there's different ways to alleviate anger and rage is not anger. Rage is a symptom of anger. It's a way to alleviate the yeah. anger, yeah. but there's also taking your time for yourself. There's also communication. There's other ways to alleviate anger than just the rage and the other two strengthen, uh, strengthen a bond. The other one hurts the bond. But are you really this Zen? Like to, 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 the yeah. little, like to me, little things drive me nuts. 
I'm pretty zen. The o- oh, the only time I lose my cool is corporations. I I, mm. I despise corporations yeah. and customer service yeah. and how they can hang up on you and dismiss you as an individual. It will drive me up a fucking You wall. miss the heydays of corporations because you used to be able to threaten. Exactly. You used to be able to go, I'm leaving. That's it. And I'm done. Care. And they don't care. Right. Like restaurants, you go, I'm not eating at this restaurant ever again. Right. And now the employees are like, hold on, we're going to record this. Right, right. Look, look at this guy. Right, right. I have a real issue yeah. with, um, and the, the sad thing is, is corporations can act as an individual, but they're far more powerful than an individual. And these individuals, that corporation doesn't even care about you as the employees. It's like, don't defend the corporation. Yeah. And so I have a real issue with, customer service and you know getting a real person on the phone and oh no no the manager doesn't get on the phone they'll email you in three right. to five days it's like oh i'd watch is, this youtube channel oh I'd how watch. how what? is it possible like that's what really that's the only thing i'm mean, i don't scream in a relationship i'm very calm really no never 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 Mm-mm. i don't I, belittle people really i don't know i don't oh i'm that. gonna investigate this you can ask okay I'm i don't ask, i'm gonna ask around what I don't. What's the last customer service place that you got? What was the last bad experience? Oh, I'd love to call them out. It's called Viasat. What is that? They're the Wi-Fi for America. And I paid $50 for two different devices that did not work. And they just don't want to refund your money. They're the Wi-Fi for what? For the plane. $25 each, each which, device. Which, what plane? American Airlines for Viasat. Viasat was the um. Is the this Wi-Fi an international used. flight? It was not. That's a different company. So, that, so the Wi-Fi's they have different companies that these airlines will use. So American, right? Once GoGo one Internet, GoGo's. I'm really Bing, good. Bing or Bingo or something. Why don't we call them on your podcast? I'll, I, well, I'll I already have. They won't call you back. Yeah. And so, and there's no manager that'll go on the phone. I'm like, how is this a? Po-? So what I do is I found uh, Martin something is is the CEO co-founder yeah. of the of the company, and it's like these people don't know anything about their jobs. Um, and I don't blame the person. I blame the corporation. Right. And I blame the, the tops because they're just screwing But you know, some of these customer below. service banks, they're handling different corporations. Oh, yeah. So they'll get like- the third parties. Right. The third parties, mm-hmm. it's outsourced. Mm-hmm. Again, n- not legal. Right. Like I have a real issue. Wow, I, I, I love this. I wish I could be a lawyer or or I just not fight in the big fight. Not too light. Yeah. Late. I, or I, you, I don't think I'd be a good lawyer. Not a good enough one. Or you go screw it and you just go, I'm going to live in the van. I have a fantasy about living out in the woods. See, like there in you a go. cabin. Turning off all the anxiety. Oh, that's what I want. All right, this is what, we'll close <laughs> on this. All right, I have noticed every time I'm in a museum, okay. I get scolded. For what? And I'm not even like a rules breaker. Are you talking too loud? No, I was in a museum. You touching but, shit? No, I don't touch, I don't get too close. I was in a museum. I had, a, they yelling at you I had a then? bottle of water. Okay. Okay, but I wasn't drinking it. I okay. didn't know. You can't have water in the museum? But they come flying at it. You're like, That's up, stupid. You're up close. You're looking at I'm, I'm just saying that these guards so are control freaks. Yeah. And they they startle me. Like, I'm looking at the, the painting, and I'm like, really into it? And they go, sir, no water. You're like, whoa. You're not even drinking. You're just holding I, it. I'm just holding it. I'm like, you know, mm. no fluids. No. And so I said, okay, well, I and won't. And someone's scaring the shit out of them. That's why they're so mean. Well, I don't know, but th- then they, 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 I said, okay, I won't drink. They go, put it in your pocket so nobody else sees it. So now I'm walking on the museum. How do you carry like a, you know? Here's the other thing. So then the next day I'm at this uh, botanical gardens in, in Sarasota, which is gorgeous. And it's all based on, it's a theme every season. And this okay. theme is based on Tiffany, the glass, okay. which okay. was naturalistic and based on flowers. Beautiful. And yeah, yeah. yeah. The Tiffany glass like. back in the day, it's a well, thing. Yeah. they had a museum in this house of Tiffany objects. The Tiffany glass was behind the glass. And I was 
probably a good five feet away from it. And I, I said to my mom, my mom was with me. I had my glasses and I said, I like that one up there. She goes, sir, don't point with your glasses. Oh it might touch the glass. See, Use your finger. And this I go, is the bane of existence. But I go, I'm not going to. By the way, this is in Florida where they're all about their freedoms. Yeah. But I can't point at the Tiffany glass with my glasses. It's either a power trip or they're being scared shitless into acting no like that. No way. It's a power trip. It's, it's a probably, power trip. It's probably both. But I, I think that like they're so miserable in their lives like I, I, I think about when they go home at night and then I feel bad for those people because they're probably so like to go to work and act that way is just so asinine. But they could come and go, sir, could you not? There's no way, even if I stretched it out as far as I could, yeah. I'm not touching the glass yeah. with my glass. Yeah. It was humiliating. And oh, if I'm, yeah. I'm going to be honest, they were reading glasses. They weren't my sunglasses. Aww. So I was even more humiliated that I had reading glasses and it almost touched the glass and oh, I got man. in trouble. And, and then You're I'm just like- just trying to enjoy your day. Yeah, and I'm going- and I'm like muttering under my breath. I'm like a crazy, you know, like. It's weird, man. I think, I think that like the weird grievances of life and the, and the root, the really just, just casual rudeness. And then the audacity of these corporations with the customers. That's my number one, like makes my blood boil. Well, I'll say this and I can't let it go. Like I have to, if, if I, if I deserve $5 off or something, I'm going to call and get it. Okay. Like I fight for it. Well, yeah. But I met one person one time and they said, they said in life, I just expect to be screwed. Right. That's a good point. See, my thing was, and I, I look embarrassing when I, when I call out a company on social media or on um, Insta stories or whatever it's called. And, but I'll do it. Even though I look weird, I'm always the one that's going to look bad. Yeah. But I'll do it because it's like, that'll go to a, a, a rather, you know, sizable following. Yeah. And make a lot of impressions. And somebody that's getting screwed next to me that doesn't have that following right. can't do anything. But they don't care anymore. Well, no, no. But so at least that corporations sometimes, a lot, of, not every time, but a lot of times the corporations, what can we make right for you? I go, it's not about me. It's yeah. about everybody. Yeah. And I'm just the one that has to be the spokesperson because at least I'll get a reaction most of the time if I if I Insta stories it out. But it's always embarrassing to do so. No, why don't you do a podcast? This is what this podcast is supposed to be like. Complaints <laughs> against all corporations. Your, get all yes, your stuff I out. didn't know that there was this That's what's wrong you. with me. But I think that's what's right with me. That's what's right with you. My guest today, Holland wrote it. Let's wrap it up. We're almost, I mean, I was going to do 40 minutes with you. We've gone an hour and 20. We're not going to, we we're not going to edit this. We're not going <laughs> to edit this. Episode 73. I'm going to listen to the music because it gets me fired up. What's wrong with Orny Adams? My guest today, Holland Roden. I still feel like I'm saying your name wrong. No. Holland Roden, <laughs> star of MTV Teen Wolf, the show that changed all of our lives. The show, it's the greatest show ever made. Some of the greatest characters like Coach Bobby Finstock and, and Lydia Mikowski. One of my favorite characters. And if you watch the pilot, my guest today should have been a barista by now. She should have never made it out of the pilot. She should have been recast. But God bless her. She made enough money to buy a minivan, a minivan, and live on top of the mountain for for six, seven months at a time. I just need to make a cappuccino now. Well, a well-done cappuccino. I'll be happy. I don't think I ever said that to you. What? That just doesn't sound like something I would say. You 100% did. I I wish I made good coffee. It's something I wish I always had done. I'm a terrible barista. Even when you're up in your van, you must... Terrible. I, I need to get better at it. So I what should you, become a barista. What are you doing? How about just do a French press? You can't screw up a French no, press. No, Cortado, Cortado. Yeah. All about the Cortado. There was something that happened. When we were in Atlanta, we had really good coffee on the set. It got really shitty. Brash coffee. Yeah. Right right next to the hotel. Brash. But even on the set, we had better coffee. And I think the budget... Uh, 
Did we? Yeah. I'm such a coffee snob, man. Yeah. Cortados. Brash Coffee in Atlanta. Shout out to them. They're yeah. incredible baristas. We're going to start giving out our bags, our, our MTV Teen Wolf bags. So you just should. hit up, hit us up on social media. You're amazing. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much.